A note. Following advice from work-life imbalance may lead to action being taken by HR, your family, the authorities, or higher powers. Welcome to Work-Life Imbalance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. Summer vacations and a general heat-based malaise have precipitated another trip down memory lane. We've chopped and screwed some of our favorite moments from episodes 33 through 38. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode featuring your favorite business boys. Before I go, if you'd like to send us a question uh, to read and answer on air, please send them to questions at WLICast.com. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash WLICast and become a patron and get some cool swag. Another great way to support the show is to spread the word. So please tell your friends about us. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Like a horrifyingly misshapen phoenix from the ashes, I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman. Oh no, you can't make a Phoenix reference too. I literally have a Phoenix reference in my fucking show notes. Oh no. God damn it. I am your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. Oh. Well, what was your Phoenix reference? It wasn't better, but it was my lead in to the to the deep dive. Well, that, oh. that's fine. We can have two Phoenix references. <laughs> two Phoenix. We can have two Phoenix. Okay, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. The the plural of Phoenix is Phoenix. It just didn't um, seem big enough to actually have any ice in it. I, I actually looked at the machine for a minute, and then I looked around it like it was some sort of magic <laughs> box. I was like, what witchcraft is this? You can't get ice from something this small. Where did they, Where is it stored? Where does it keep it? Is it creating the ice as I push the button? <laughs> is, it, is it materializing the ice from the ether as I press the button? I mean, the cryonics uh, required to make ice that quickly would be, I mean, we would have solved a lot of other problems that didn't involve giving me instant ice. I, I, I love the thought that a not insignificant portion of your first day was figuring out how the fucking ice machine worked. <laughs> These are the important questions, Derek. So we've discussed, you know, kind of getting your... Getting your bearings, uh, you know, if you work in a computer-style setting, uh, getting software installed, getting passwords and accounts and all this kind of stuff set up, what are your interpersonal goals whenever you start a new job? I mean, my interpersonal goals when establishing dominance in a new place of work <laughs> are to wait a suitable amount of time observing my teammates for uh -huh. psychological weaknesses <laughs> that I can exploit in order to bend them to my will. I I wish that was less true than it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I expect a little more goofing in that, but <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> After you've gotten those things settled, though, probably the most important thing and and I know that I don't necessarily want to be too on brand about it but 
you got to scope out the best John. I am going to cut you off here, and we will cover that in our upcoming to-be-named Turlet episode in great morbid detail. So <laughs> I, I honestly think that we should. I'm I'm at least pitching Uncle Derek's bathroom listener. We'll see. Name name pending, but we will cover how to pick your favorite toilet at work in the episode. I, definitely. I've I've been looking forward in a strange sort of way, kind of like when you're on a ship that's sinking and you know there's no way off it. Uh-huh. And you kind of have a resignation and then you think, well maybe this is the only opportunity I'm going to get to watch a ship sink from the inside. <laughs> That's kind of how I'm looking forward to the bathroom episode. You know, Frank, I never pegged you as an optimist, but uh, it's that's a charming look on you. You know we hustle. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure we hustle anywhere, Frank. I mean, maybe the trundle. <laughs> we, talk, we talk about the trundle of, of work life. For a while there, I was afraid that I was going to have to get a side hustle to make ends meet, uh-huh. but I'm not much of a criminal, uh, and come to find, like, selling legal drugs is just not all that profitable. Uh, no one wants black market <laughs> Tylenol. I was about to say, like, ibuprofen and shit. <laughs> come on, man, I'll save you a trip to the drugstore. Got that good shit, 200 milligrams. Mm. These are coated. These are the caplets. I'm release. <laughs> None of that tablet bullshit here. Yes, I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. See, that wasn't bad. No, I was expecting was, some was sort of terrible. like... I've certainly heard worse. Like I expected like some sort of like a, uh, I don't know, like car indigestion noise of some sort, like <laughs> just grinding know. gears. I opened right. my mouth <laughs> to sing <laughs> and it just, just, just the sound of escaping hellscapes. Like that's, that's really the kind of, uh, kind of theme I thought your singing might go for. He opened his mouth to sing, and it was like the sound of angle grinders on kittens. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> now, see, Derek, as a homeowner, I have discovered <laughs> that my skill at doing things is, is pretty much inversely proportional to the amount of money that it costs, as, as okay. one would expect. But also that I am not necessarily, uh, it, I haven't gotten my bouge card yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there's a lot of DIY that goes on at this house, and it's not necessarily good DIY. I'm trying to think of like a like a funny goof on, on DIY. DI try, maybe? DI try? Mm, nah. I mean, you <laughs> DI tried and failed there, bud. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, well, you fucking do one. What's a, give me a good, funny goof on DIY. I mean, I, I can't necessarily think of a big goof on DIY. That's why I didn't do it. But you're going to fucking roast me for, for my attempt 
my my honest to god attempt at at some sort of wordplay portmanteau and you're just gonna shit on it god. this is this is a lesson for you derek <laughs> you've now learned that to criticize is always much easier than to perform <laughs> Did you check around, Derek, to make sure that it wasn't on a Native American burial we ground? Di- we didn't. We didn't. But we should have. And I was so mad that, uh, you know, you, you, I know you're goofing here, but there was literally a, a point at which we were getting the house inspected where I had the thought of, what if this is on a burial ground and nobody told me? Because I've seen the poltergeist. I know what bad shit can happen. If Coach What's-His-Fuck can't handle <laughs> the spooks and specters that come out because of being on a Native American burial ground, I don't think any <laughs> of us have a chance. <laughs> yeah, for me, like, I, I keep thinking, you know, I go into it and I go, this seems like it's going to be difficult. And then I get a quote for it and I go, well, I think I can do it myself. But then I mean, it rapidly it's... turns into D.I. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... See, it's hard, isn't it, Derek? It's you difficult even... to make a pun on DIY. And, and, it's, and it's a fucking homonym. Like, <laughs> you, you just... To the people who don't... Who didn't know that you were trying to make wordplay, they just thought you said DIY real weird. They can't all me. be winners, Derek. But here's the thing, Derek. Uh-huh. I'm gonna take out my boner and leave yours in the podcast. <laughs> Okay, there are two things wrong with that <laughs> sentence. First off, uh, you can't edit it to make me look to, to make me look dumb. I do that plenty myself. <laughs> the second thing, there was too long a pause after you said, "I'm gonna take out my boner." <laughs> you phrasing. <laughs> I look at some stuff that would turn your hair white, Derek. <laughs> In the office on the regular. Uh don't don't say that out loud. You still got like another eighty nine days before I got my vig from you, so you better you better act right, Frank Eastman. <laughs> but so, something that has been consuming me. Hopefully not some form of fungus or you know some sort of alien creature funny you should say that derek so the topic for today <laughs> look you can just look up on webmd if you're really that hard up for an answer about but i will not i repeat i will not check out that fungus again like i did last time once bitten twice shy frank it's just a just a rash derek <laughs> Not to be not scared necessarily, of. Not necessarily the fact that it is a rash. It is the location of the rash that was so problematic. But HR already knows about it. It's fine. I mean, I can't see it myself, man. So <laughs> what am uh, I supposed to do here? I don't know. I <laughs> I guess there's no good answer for that. Because, uh, I mean, I could have bought you one of those mirrors on a pole so that you could kind of like... It you know it's a it's a back scratcher for for a mirror basically um, that might have let you get uh. the angle anyway. <laughs> 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 uh, 
And being the new guy is a lot like being a kid to some extent. It's a lot like raising a kid. Like, you're not necessarily getting a whole lot out of this, but you're putting something in in the hopes that later they'll take care of you when you're ancient and not put you in some sort of nursing home that you have to escape from when you want to go and see Judas Priest. That's why it's so important that directly after someone gets hired, that you engage in a physical act of dominance so that you can establish pecking order within the pack. Right. <laughs> that that was actually... Uh... <laughs> That's actually one of the questions is what, what's the most important thing uh, when breaking in a new hire? Um, and I think you've answered it that, you know, asserting dominance physically, not just like metaphorically, but physically uh, forcing them into the fetal and or, you know, belly up position is extremely important. Their, their throat in your jaws and <laughs> flip them over so that their tender underbelly is exposed and they know who is boss. No matter what, no matter what company is building something, they never build it right. So before long, it will need to be maintained. And then you'll upgrade to the uh, somewhat new hotness when uh, when shit's on fire. And that's that's a whole lot of fun. I thought that I thought that you guys, the software developers, did that on purpose for job security. We'll go with that. That would be a much better reason to fuck up than just general incompetence. <laughs> so we'll go with nobody your on earth wants to know exactly how much of bad software is just down to general incompetence honestly i feel personally offended that i didn't, did not get like some sort of newsletter telling me about these fuckers because it is it is that good like their their double dare episode was fucking phenomenal um i learned I mean, so Derek, much i've been listening since episode 16 so i don't know where you're at look if if you want to dunk on me for things that I know are true, that's fine. But I know you're full of shit on this one. <laughs> I know, I know you're full of shit. No, the, so one that they did cover that I think you will find especially amazing. They cover the 1978 Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, sweet baby <laughs> Jesus Christ and all the tap dancing saints. <laughs> Oh, yes, the 1978 Star Wars holiday special, complete with uh, the Wookiees giving their Wookiee grandpa VR porn. (laughs) (sighs) Merry Christmas, Grandpa. Here's some VR porn. So there will become a point when no politician will be free of somebody being able to, (laughs) to ogle their yams or their tuber. Like there, there's so, nothing. Shouldn't you be the change you want to see in the world, Derek? <laughs> I will not. I will not be leading the charge into that one. So um, for the platinum level donors, on oh our no, wall, no, no, don't even. <laughs> we already talked. We're introducing about... a new reward level. Well, all I got to say is that in in many states, it is completely legal to marry your cousin. So I'm not going to go into too much, you know, peeping on this dude wanting to peep his cousin's peeper. (laughs) Oh, all right. So I guess I guess we'll we'll just fast forward right on to the end 
We of... see you, Cousin Cletus, and we're not judging too much. We're judging a little bit. All right, we're judging a lot, but... <laughs> but we're, we're not going to try to stop you from being you. So could this person manage to win every single office-based argument for the rest of their tenure by just going to meetings with an uncooked hot dog, and then anytime their boss starts arguing with them, they just casually begin spinning it above their head? <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. A. Um... The same hot dog the whole time, or do you have to refresh the hot dog from time to time? I mean, Derek, let's not be gross about it. We're going to have to get a fresh hot dog for every single meeting. But the good news is they come in packs of eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so chances are, as long as you only have one, like, one meeting per day, you know, you won't have to, like, you know, toss out any unused hot dogs. So, so B... I think it has to do with who is in the room. If it's all people that are in the room that, you know, experienced the, uh, the, the peenining, I, I think you could get away with that because everybody else would be in on the joke. But <laughs> just imagine the optics of that, Frank, you're in a meeting with, with, you know, the developers that are developing your software. And all of a sudden one just takes a hot dog out of his pocket and starts spinning it in the air. <laughs> I mean, in his defense, <laughs> software developers are a relatively eccentric lot. They are. But, and he but, can probably just explain it away with that. Like, this is just a thing I do. This makes me feel comfortable in the workplace. I am most comfortable in the workplace when there is a spinning hot dog. I don't know what I would do. Like, of course, like, if they claim, like, it was a religious thing, like... I, I wouldn't have been able to do anything about it, but like if, if I had any clue that it was just them being weird, I would have taken them to the side and been like, you stop it. You stop it right now. Stop your, stop your wiener twirling. And, and if they say that you just look meaningfully at the boss and say, yes, indeed, perhaps we should stop our wiener twirling on office hours. Of all those situations where you have dealt with somebody like this, I mean, have you ever gotten anybody to like change their behavior or have you just, have you always resorted to just replacing them because it's, it's easier? I mean, most of the time they just lay me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it really depends on who has more free time. Like if you've got a lot of free time, then you can just wait them out till they stop being an asshole. But, uh, I've got all day. <laughs> we can sit here until you turn nice. <laughs> uh, I have had a couple of meetings like that. It's like, dude, it's 9am. I cleared my schedule to try to make you less of an asshole. So bring it on big boy. <laughs> We're going to see how long this takes. If you're going to try and correct me, Derek, you better bring snacks. <laughs> I mean, I always have that, uh, that, that little bag of beef jerky in my pocket for, for when things are a little testy. I can just kind of wave that around and it calms you down for a second while I 
while I flee. <laughs> I was wondering why you kept ch- tossing out chunks of pocket jerky. <laughs> it's, it's important, but I will say it's not cheap. Yeah, just anything can be toilet crime. Uh, can, can you guys think of anything that uh, that might fall into the toilet crime category? I'm just sitting here. You're saying toilet crime, and I'm just thinking this is the weirdest fucking Judge Dredd comic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know we had the uh, the Law and Order FCU, which is the Food Crimes Unit. Uh, we also need to add uh, another spinoff, uh, Law and Order TCU, Toilet Crimes Unit. Um, I, I agree with this wholeheartedly. This is this is a true thing, and, and I will agree. Like finding a place that uh, that has a low incidence of toilet crime is a must. So, Sean, uh, I know you're a you're a musician, so you're you're pretty used to performing in front of people. Uh, does that also carry over to your bathroom habits? So, are we talking a onesie or a twosie? Into every life, a little two must fall. <laughs> Uh, I would say for this specifically a toozy. Okay, sure. I, I cannot do that in public. Not at I, all. Not at all. And that's one of those things where, I mean, when I was younger, I, I was adventurous. And one time I was drunk. <laughs> where, where are we going with this, Sean? Into the bathroom. <laughs> I, I, I made a poopy under a bridge. But okay. that's, that's about it. It was the George Washington Bridge. People were watching. <laughs> It was on the news. And now you have performance anxiety, and I can see that. That was probably a traumatic experience for all right? involved. <laughs> well, ex- not the guy under me. So, oh. <laughs> well, he paid me. He said it would be okay. Zealotry is is probably not even enough of a, a word to describe. Uh, how strictly I adhere to male and female restrooms. Like if, uh, if there is a, a line out the door for the men's restroom and you know, there's a a women's restroom that is clearly unoccupied. I will get in line. I will not use the women's restroom. I don't know what it is. I understand that mechanically they're the same thing. Like there may be a urinal in the men's restroom, but there is, there's nothing inherently different about a woman's restroom except for the fact that, that I know I'm just not supposed to be there. There is a 100% certainty that the time that I decide to use the women's restroom in a largely abandoned building (laughs) on a Sunday afternoon (laughs) will be the moment that a grandmother, her daughter, and the six-year-old grandchild will all come into the restroom simultaneously. And I will just have to, I will have to live there. (laughs) <laughs> like, I won't ever be able to leave. I'll be trapped in the closet or the stall, as it were, <laughs> until they have completely left. So the, the fourth criteria is Wi-Fi or cellular signal strength. Because, you know, there are some there are some restrooms that are on the top floors that get great signal. But if you're in a you're particularly large building or an old building, if you go down to the, to the lower floors, even though there may be fewer people there, you may not be able to have uh, may not be able to get any cell signal or Wi-Fi signal down there. So, Derek, you know, Derek, huh? Yes, Frank. We can't be friends anymore. <laughs> and also, 
I am never borrowing your fucking phone. <laughs> look. If you leave look. your phone on the desk and I have to get it back to you, I will be using tongs in one of those hazmat suits that the nuke guys uses. If I was dropping the hot snakes every time, I think I'm. I, that might be okay with me. Um, <laughs> Did you say dropping the hot snakes? <laughs> Derek, I died in this room. You're going to have to send somebody to come and get the body. <laughs> I'll, I'll send a couple guys. We need to invent a completely hermetically sealed uh, phone case that is made of some sort of uh, you know, titanium or something that is truly self-disinfecting. Here's, um, here's the thing, Derek, and I'll go ahead and stop you right there, because <laughs> I saw the episode of Shark Tank where some fuckers had exactly this. Okay. It was a UV light-lined box that you put your phone in specifically to disinfect it from poo germs. <laughs> and this is where I insert that Futurama meme that just says, take my money. <laughs> so did they actually get, uh, get funded? I don't think so. Uh, their That's their response was nobody was going to take the time or spend the money in order to disinfect their phone when I mean how long how long would it take like I am not exactly a uh, a biologist so I do not know how long it would take for UV to kill the poo germs if but, I remember correctly long... Derek it was five minutes this oh, is a Christ. subject that I'm interested in. <laughs> I will start dousing my phone in hand sanitizer every time I go to the restroom. How about that? All right. That means I don't have to douse you in hand sanitizer every time you come over to the house. I do set my phone on your table a lot. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then set in other news, I've got to get a new new table. <laughs> this one is this one's no good. I don't think it could be saved. <laughs> After this uh, episode, we're going to have a new donor level. It's going to be above platinum. There can only uh -huh. ever be two, and each of them will get one of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not justifying using my phone on the toilet. I'm just saying there's no other option. Like, because if, what if I, okay, what if I decided to bring a book in, into the restroom? I'd have to burn the book. Like, Leave it there. <laughs> I'd have to like bring in like uh, Fahrenheit four fifty one. This all <laughs> fucking over. <laughs> I would have to bring like individual chapters of a book with me, and then just set them on fire and throw them in the garbage can. And maybe they'll they'll, they'll burn up some of the poo dust. I you know, can do this is like scary. I'm doing right now, Derek, which is assembling a mind palace that I'm retreating into. <laughs> <laughs> a happy place where I don't have to think about anything. Is there anything that I have not listed off that you find is high on your list of priorities? Derek, I think I think you've been pretty exhaustive <laughs> with <laughs> your in-depth analysis. <laughs> All right, first up. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know how happy I am, Frank. Like, <laughs> the 
this is all I've wanted for for, for thirty four fucking episodes. This is all I've wanted. <laughs> I'm just kind of insulted that you think that I'm some connoisseur of shit. <laughs> I, I did ask Derek, are you sure this is the episode that Sean wants to be a part of? <laughs> why is it so hard to make a three-year-old poop on the potty? And also, why is poop so funny? And farts. <laughs> From Trisha and Shauna. Yeah, this is, uh, this is two girls on a bench. And I knew, I knew Trisha would have my back. That fart jokes are funny. She's and, and here's the thing. Her and Shauna are comedy writers. Who better to decide what is funny than a fucking comedy writer? Well, here's the counterpoint, Derek. I think based on context, she's talking about the fucking children. <laughs> so her question is, why do small children find poop and fart so funny, Derek? And so I guess we'll go to you. For some insight. You are the connoisseur, sir. Look, I'm not going to... I Look, I, I have no justification for why I find it so funny. I have always found farts funny. My entire life, you know, I've, you know, I, I had a, a father and a grandfather that were, um, <laughs> let's just say every camping trip was basically the, the Blazing Saddles being seen. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Some people are like, my family is a military family. My grandfather was military. My dad was military. And by God and country, I'll be military too. <laughs> you have a different tradition, Derek, and I respect you. <laughs> and your family's culture. We are a proud people. <laughs> Uh, so this was actually in reference to the the image that I sent, uh, which was essentially one guy uh, one guy using a urinal uh, out of a row of several, and then somebody walking up to the one right next to him um, and beginning a conversation. This man is a toilet criminal. <laughs> Maybe he was just like, say, nice dick i mean the thing is like that is a it, capital offense in toilet crime <laughs> it is so so the thing is i have actually witnessed probably three to four occurrences of somebody walking up to someone else and you know kind of jovially and confidently saying hmm nice dick while at the urinal most of the time it's people that know each other and already have that kind of whatever rapport you have to have to be at that point in your friendship where you can just comment on on each other's genitals just off the cuff. Derek. Um, what? Derek. Mm-hmm. We're never going to be those kinds of friends. <laughs> uh, that's fine. I knew I was barking up the wrong tree. That's why, that's why I, I became friends with Sean, because... <laughs> it's not happening here. <sighs> I mean, did he think I was being judgmental? Like I thought <laughs> when I, when I looked at his feeble body, I thought that can't, that guy can't pee very hard. <laughs> What's was that? Derek, I don't you just have it. a face that says, I want to talk about toilet stuff. 
Um, so this one is from Invasion of the Remake. Uh, Sam from Invasion of the Remake <laughs> on Twitter. So here's one about something that freaks me out. Why do people drop their pants down around their angle, ankles in public toilets? I mean, really, that floor, your clothes, then your chair or car seat. Ugh. I mean, the, the only people that do this on the regular are very small children and the aforementioned toilet criminals. I don't think he's just talking about, like, at the urinal. Like, I have only seen one adult man... Uh, just drop his, just drop trow at the urinal. <laughs> what, what sort of levitation are you pulling out of your bag of tricks to keep your, your, your pants from touching the floor? Let me learn you a thing, Derek. It's all about foot placement. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wait, is there some secret that I have not been let in on? Like, is that why there are footprints on the stall door? <laughs> you guys like, like just like spread eagle. Like you've got like uh uh what are those things? Uh, fucking stirrups in there. <laughs> it's like propped against the door. You can leave your feet on the floor to do this. Yeah, okay. you just yeah just have to place your feet a little farther out to the side so that your whole all together doesn't drop with a clunk to the goddamn floor. <laughs> Jesus I mean, Christ, Derek! Now I have to burn the table and the chair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as soon as I get done recording this, I'm going to have to be sitting in the shower while it runs while I rock back and forth on the floor. Like that's literally <laughs> where I will edit. be. Edit from... I'm going to send you a case of Purell, man. Uh, you're going to have to edit from the shower as you're cleansing your body. <laughs> that may prolong the editing time, though. I don't know if this episode is ever going to actually get released, Derek. I think I'm going to take all the audio, put it on a flash drive... <laughs> and shoot it into the sun. And shoot it into the sun. <laughs> No question deserves to go unanswered. No, yeah, definitely. We we need we have a a duty to our listeners to answer the questions that they send us. Not the questions that we wish they'd send us. <laughs> but the questions that they actually send us. No, that was that was good. Honestly, that was <laughs> You don't you don't sound as convinced as you normally do, Frank. <laughs> I'm jazzed, Derek. I'm jazzed to go over every second of this audio five or six times. I don't feel the Montgomery Biscuits is very creative. You could insert any Southern breakfast food, and I think it's just as effective. Although I will say, if it was like the Montgomery Grits, I feel I feel the, the mascot would be a lot more difficult to, to come up with. <laughs> Just a mass of <laughs> grits. Like I said, that morning uh, we went to the Animal Kingdom and I started to feel queasy. It was not long after that beautiful 4D stink bug experience that queasy turned You lost your 11. Montgomery biscuits? Yeah. Uh, I committed crimes 
Wait, hold on. I was a South. I committed oral crimes because I, I, it was, it was vomiting instead of the other. Um, <laughs> gonna, oral did you crimes. make it to the bathroom in order to make toilet crimes? But, yeah, but the, you know, the thing is that saying you committed oral crimes in the Animal Kingdom bathroom at Disney World doesn't necessarily <laughs> quite. <laughs> <laughs> oh no but uh i i feel that the stink bug uh the the ants uh, or a bug's life 4d experience led to or contributed to my projectile vomiting experience <laughs> what's funny that was the like the first trip that i went on with jessica like we weren't dating yet yeah you know, we were kind of hanging around with each other so it's kind of where we fell in love so with my budding love for my future wife this is the sweetest fucking story on the planet <laughs> about how you and your wife fell in love on the trip in which you were horking all over the goddamn place in the magic fucking kingdom uh, she saw it, you it, wan it, and pasty and sweaty and was like, yes, this is the man I want to spend my life with. So what what was the thought behind that? Why would they go with this, like, shitty-ass popcorn, especially knowing that the Girl Scouts have, like, you know, the market cornered on fucking delicious cookies? Like, why would they not try to at least compete with that? I think because, I mean, the Girl Scouts, it's delicious, it's portable, it's shelf-stable. I mean, for mm-hmm. the for the Boy Scouts, I could see them trying to go, like, the Omaha steak route, where it's like Boy <laughs> Scout steaks. I, I can see that, and I, I might buy some of that. Yeah. Like, that would be okay. It's a great idea, but then you've got to trust young children in order, to, you know, for them to transport <laughs> meat products safely. <laughs> I do see the critical flaw in that plan. Yeah, I, um, and this is how we end up with food poisoning. I'd, I would not necessarily trust my own child to carry around, I don't know, the red flyer wagon filled with meat products, you know, just individually wrapped <laughs> steaks chucked in the back. <laughs> They're not, they don't even have the uh, the uh, the dry ice container with it. Like, they just literally just have raw meat uh, very precariously wrapped uh, inside of the, the red wagon. Heartwarming. And heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> I have told each of my friends once, maybe twice, and that second time I could tell that my my welcome was worn out. Like, <laughs> that's how fast it flipped. Uh, it, people do not want to, like, have this shit shoved in their face. Um, whether it be a free service, like, like podcasting provides, like, um, I mean, it's cool if people want to support us, but we're not, <laughs> we're yeah, we're not, not necessarily trying to, trying to get rich here. Right. Um, which that but, might be the problem, Derek. <laughs> what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to start selling the work life and balance brand. So, oh so just what products would we sell? No, we're going to sell the podcast, Derek. <laughs> we're producing the podcast but if we can get six other friends to make the podcast for us <laughs> and they can get six friends to make the podcast for them it's just going to keep oh. growing <laughs> and then we'll be so, sitting at the top of the pyramid on easy street i am so glad you continue to listen and continue to be our friends after hearing that episode and maybe that will stop once you hear the bathroom spectacular. Who knows? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to be interested to see the metrics. I'm not going to tell you they're good, Frank, because people are people are gone on Labor Day vacation. Um, so I'm having trouble. <laughs> I'm having trouble gauging whether it's the content or timing. <laughs> <laughs> but we have we have hit a dip. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh, thanks for killing uh, our podcast, Derek. <laughs> I would I would want it to end no other way. It's really interesting, and like I said, they only have two episodes right now, so you can binge their entire collection very easily. Uh, very. <laughs> you will. You are. <laughs> oh God! Oh, these sweet children. Every time I found anything at all out about them, I wished uh-huh. that I hadn't. It was never good. It was never like, I, oh my god, that's fascinating. It was more, oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Oh, please, please stop talking. <laughs> please stop. Please stop sharing information. <laughs> Honestly, this is promoting health and self-health for others. Like, this is, uh, everyone should leave at the, at the right time and you're just encouraging them to leave by making the building literally uninhabitable now i mean it does it doesn't necessarily have to be smell based i mean maybe you get like uh we get one biblical. of those torture devices and we release locusts <laughs> see that's the type of ingenuity that that i wanted you know release locusts or i would say maybe frogs because like locusts could probably fuck shit up a little bit more and and bugs are like straight up gross well well first you release the plague of locusts and then the uh-huh. next day you have to follow it up with the plague of frogs who will frogs. eat the locusts <laughs> right <laughs> and then after that it's a plague of fairly sizable lizards <laughs> to go around and eat all of the frogs uh, i i think we're uh we're going a little bit you know the old woman who swallowed a fly type of thing um but it would keep the office environment uh, fresh and new. Holy shit. We have finally solved one, Frank. We have we have done it. That's it. Podcast <laughs> is over. I thought it was going to end on the poop episode, but no. <laughs> we made it will it end with an episode where week. we did something useful for once. <laughs> and now we will... We will dissipate and blow away in the wind, as the f- prophecy foretold. <laughs> Derek, I can I can see a bright light. Should I go towards the light, Derek? <laughs> what color is the light? <laughs> it's blue and red, interchangeable. <laughs> no, run, Frank, run, <laughs> run as fast as you can. They finally found you. I, I can remember walking into the, the various, we had a couple different video rental stores, and I think they still do in my hometown have at least one um, mm. video rental place. Right. 
and you know they had a particular smell the layout and just kind of going through and looking at all the box art and stuff like that and right. you know that's an experience yeah looking at the box art definitely and i'm sure in the future my kids will be like oh man remember netflix netflix was pretty cool <laughs> do you remember when we had to actually like click a button and and voluntarily stream something instead of just automatically experiencing it all at once um, just by thinking it, man, those were some good old days. <laughs> those were the good old days. We are already constructing VR video games. Now, I will say there is merit that there has very rarely been a good video game based on a movie. You know, so just cut out the middleman entirely. Don't try to make a video game out of the movie. Just literally drop people into the world. That has some interesting ramifications for certain types of movies oh mm. i imagine so <laughs> somebody some skeevy person is uh that's all they're doing right now like they have like some angel investors that are paying them millions to try to come up with a way to to tr to make truly interactive vr porn guaranteed <laughs> and little do they know everybody's just going and getting their freak on in second life <laughs> Oh, that's a, oh, that's a gross reference. Oh. Although now that I'm thinking about it, to some extent, as a project manager, like I'm a professional bus chucking, <laughs> like I get chucked <laughs> under the bus. That's almost my job. I, I am a speed bump for the bus. <laughs> If, you know, person A doesn't work in the same building as person B, but they're working on the same project, then you'll, then you'll find where people throw each other under the bus a lot because they don't have to see each other and they don't really consider the other person or their feelings. Because they don't have that human aspect. Like they, like it's, it's a lot easier to like say something shitty to somebody over the phone than it is to say it to them in person where you can actually see their face. And their crestfallen ex expression. It's also easier to make like horrible bathroom related humor with somebody that you can't see versus, uh, you know, if I were to say them in front of somebody and see their, their face just fall. Their horrified expression <laughs> as they slowly take off the headphones and mute the <laughs> mic so that they can weep into their palms. <laughs> See, that would have been that would have put such a damper on the bathroom spectacular if I had to see you weep openly uh, in person. And that's why we, we record remotely <laughs> so that I can so that we can make the comedy without having to worry about the huma the humanity of the other person. We don't have to worry about the human cost in all of this. <laughs> it was funny, Derek, but at what cost? At what cost? <laughs> But I like the judo throw reverse bus <laughs> toss. Right. <laughs> where you use the person's momentum standing on the curb. They're coming at you, ready to push you under the bus. And then you just kind of hip toss them. And the hip toss is executed with copious amounts of documentation. 
See, but the problem is, is that most of the time that I've seen somebody attempt that kind of, you know, <laughs> that judo, you know, throw to, to use their momentum against them um, to then throw them under the bus. What normally happens is that, you know, the, you know, they're about to get thrown. They, they grab the other person and then they both get pulled under the bus <laughs> and both of them get fucked. Like, I mean, to some extent, that's fine. Like, <laughs> From the depths of hell, I stab at thee is kind of how I roll. So if if we're all if I'm going down, we're all going to go down. That's just how right. it is. It's it's less about self preservation and more about like increasing the amount of agony and horror that happens in the situation. I can't go back to prison, Derek. I'm too pretty. <laughs> Since the elevators in this office are unreliable at best, we'll just move on to an audience question. But don't worry, everybody. There will be more Indie Podcast Corner in the future, because Derek just can't resist sounding like the berries and cream guy. <laughs> wow, that is a very, that's a very dim prospect. Like, <laughs> like holy crap. You know, we're, we're advocating for this cause and we sold a hundred thousand shirts. And then the next day, you know, the haters are having a bonfire of 100,000 shirts. That'd be real sad. I mean, I guess it's a means to an end because that, <laughs> that organization still made like $500,000 at minimum. So I guess it's kind of a snake eating itself, but I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and put out there that for a certain demographic, apparently buying the shit and then setting fire to it <laughs> is the best way they can think of to boycott oh. things. Oh, that is fucking topical. Holy shit. <laughs> Hold on. Let me go buy some more shirts so I can set the bitches on fire. <laughs> i got all your gay shirts i got all the gay shirts and i paid full price to retail for them too i paid extra even for the for the extra large sizes ha <laughs> i added a dollar to the naacp but by god i got all your gay shirts oh my god yeah some people not necessarily the brightest bulbs in the box Want to get to an issue from the internet, Derek? Let's do it. I need to come up with a better better transitional phrase than, let's do that, or yes. I feel they're getting a little stale. I mean, it's functional. It's functional. And a little more believable than if you were like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Very like, rarely. Derek, yeah. settle it down. It's just a podcast, man. Very rarely have I ever been excited to get to anything that came from the internet, to be honest. What immediately comes to mind is whenever the boss comes to drop the kid off and leave, you just say, cool, I'm glad that you're having me relieved and my shift is over and the new dude's <laughs> shift starts. <laughs> And you just pin a little name Holy tag to shit. him. <laughs> and he, I mean, he's already Holy sitting on the chair fuck. and he's already got the iPad. He's so already got the he iPad. Can, so he's he can ready. make everything up. Holy shit. I mean, it seems like little man is ready to work. All he needs is an apron. That is fucking amazing. Get that oh. dude a uniform. 
Oh, God. I, I mean, he's not very good at upcharging, but my God, people just love him. So he's he's employee of the month now. <laughs> Especially when he starts screaming, slapping people on the ass and running into the parking lot. <laughs> Alternately, um, you put the kid in a closet somewhere, and then when the boss comes back and asks where his kid is, you're just like, oh, one of the customers bought him. <laughs> were we were we not supposed to sell the kid? I mean, you left him in here with all the merchandise, so I assumed you meant for him to be sold. He didn't work here. He wasn't buying anything, so we just figured he was... <laughs> Oh, oh you got my a little God. tiny price tag and everything. I think you have solved it because I believe this is a setup for a late '80s, early '90s kid cop movie. Wow, they're they're rebooting the series, and this person didn't even realize, and they're missing an opportunity. Like this could be a, a summer blockbuster. Come on, Ryan, we're gonna find your dad. <laughs> Well, I know where he is. He's he's just at the strip club. <laughs> then, then Ryan, we're going to the strip club. <laughs> he's trying to make a break for it, and then I'm coming around, and I'm realizing that this guy isn't leaving his six-year-old kid there. We've just mistakenly kidnapped Peter Dinklage. I, I would assume that the boss was the one that kidnapped him. Well, yeah. So the, so the boss accidentally kidnapped Peter Dinklage, and he is trying to use the iPad to signal somebody. Uh, to you know, summon help. Email, yeah, email his guards or you know, his agent, um, and you keep ripping it away from him. And then he tries to make a break for it to go get help, and you, know, you just pull his ass back in. <laughs> it all lines up. Oh, my God. That's what I do, Derek. <laughs> You're a true problem solver it was it was reading between the lines and understanding that it was the eternally youthful good looks of veteran actor peter dinklage that was actually what was going on here now i want this to happen to me i want somebody <laughs> to bring me peter dinklage please <laughs> oh, don't say that derek he's, well he's so cool could you fucking imagine if we had peter dinklage on this fucking podcast frank like that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> I, our don't podcast, say it wouldn't be awesome. Our podcast is not set up for this, Derek. We don't have the infrastructure. The podcast would implode. It would become a singularity, and it would be a black hole that sucks in everything. I know that the theory is that that's what would happen, but like we don't know. Don't try to touch the sun, Derek. Don't fly too high. <laughs> Just call me Icarus, baby. I'm flying for Peter Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> that's all funny. right well uh, you want to punch the clock yeah let's punch the clock before peter dinklage puts a hit out on us for terrible <laughs> fucking comedy <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be on the show but it's gonna be us reading the cease and desist letter <laughs> Today was like, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plan it. It wasn't one of those things where I was like, fuck it, I ate a Snickers. Today is a cheat day. I, I woke up and before I had anything to eat, I was like, you know what? Let's do this today. I'm feeling attacked by that Snickers comment. 
because <laughs> that's normally how some of mine start. It's like, God, oh, fuck. I, it's 11 a.m. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to have a Snickers. <laughs> Damn it. Some, sometimes you just wake up and the first thing you do is you stick a candy bar in your face. You don't even like your, your eyes aren't open yet. <laughs> You're like a newborn kitten. They call them fun-sized, but they're really shame-sized, I think. There's yeah, just enough to that. make you feel bad about yourself. Like, you look <laughs> at the steadily growing mound of little wrappers. Like, if you just had one, <laughs> sure. Now, how bad of sins are we talking at Shake Shack? Like, did you get, like, the single burger, the double, or did you get, like, that monstrosity... That uh, is a burger with a fried mushroom on top of it, with cheese inside. Why you gotta call it a monstrosity, Derek? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to, like, estimate the calorie intake that you just, like, put into your body? No, I I don't want to know. Would you like me to obfuscate it by the amount of days worth of calories you just had? (laughs) No, I'm fairly certain that, like, my one meal at Shake Shack today should keep me fed for the winter. Like, it's just the one that I'm going to have. Like, that was it. And now I go into hibernation and you guys won't see me again until spring. While I was waiting for the food to arrive, there was actually someone from my team that I work with now who was there, who, (laughs) who had, who had called out my name several times and I turned (laughs) to him with with bloodshot eyes eyes. (laughs) and I'm fairly certain he recognized within my face that I was seeing him, but then at the same time, it was that Looney Tunes mirage shimmer, and now he's just a walking, talking roast chicken. And he cut the conversation short and backed slowly away. The other thing about having that, that close spot, at least for me, is the sort of social signifier because only the good people who get there early get to have That's the close good spots. Point. And so when right. you leave the at the end of the day and you're leaving at a normal time <laughs> and everybody else has to hike uh to the far edge of the hundred acre wood, but they see you stop and they're right. like, Oh no, Frank Frank left late, but he got the good got here early. <laughs> he must have got here early. That guy's a go getter. That, that- that is a psychological unintended consequence, but it does feel fantastic because you're sitting there and, and sometimes you'll show off and you know, some people are about to leave. So you'll kind of be at your car in one of those, you know, really awesome spots, just kind of like twirling your keys a little bit, just, just showboating. (laughs) (laughs) I will say There is a caveat to having a really close parking situation. Uh, I've, I've worked in a couple places where, you know, you could pretty much like walk, you know, 50 feet and be inside the building. Well, I worked in a, in an office where I literally parked 50 feet from like basically my chair. So you, you pull right up to the building and you walk in and you're, you're in your office. Basically. The problem with that is that 
sometimes you don't necessarily like have time to uh, let's say you have like 15 minutes and you've got to eat really quickly. You run out, grab your food, come back. Oh, no. And then you're shame eating where every can everybody can see you as they walk in. You're horking down that that Subway sandwich or Arby's uh, in the car. And got that beef and through. cheddar sauce all over your face. You're halfway through and you look up and you realize you had an audience. That's that's a real bad scene. And, you know, I, I'm not I'm not particularly self-conscious. Nobody needs to see that. Like, I mean, I'm a fat just... guy, so I'm cognizant of the optics. Like, uh-huh. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter like maybe i this is the only meal i've had and it is 2 p.m if anybody sees me just like (laughs) stuffing down on a big mac they're just gonna be like yep there he is (laughs) yep i always knew it and i'm like no i i hadn't eaten today i was uh never mind Somebody needs to write a book about how to get people up on the times and help them embrace change. Why has nobody done that, Frank? <laughs> I have an idea for a new book, Derek. Okay. <laughs> it's about how It'll to embrace change and get with the times. <laughs> it's going to oh. be a bestseller. If she's droning on about how terrible everything is, you can pull out one of those New Year's poppers and just right in her face. (laughs) What? With the little streamers and stuff and the confetti that comes out. (laughs) For what purpose? To just liven things up. I mean, she sounds like a super bummer. She starts complaining to someone else and you just slowly rise up behind her (laughs) over the side of the cube wall. And then blow your kazoo. (laughs) I mean, if we're getting other people involved, Derek, I think at that point, let's just go ahead and turn it into ad hoc musical numbers. See, that speaks to me on a much deeper level than the rest of it. Because now I'm thinking all the musical numbers that I would love to do with my coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) except for trouble trouble from the music man can go fuck itself well yeah i mean they're signaling that they're looking for another job every spring the birds and many other animals they put on their mating plumage (laughs) to signify that they're looking for a new mate Don't make the rest of us guys that are trying to do the best we can with the with the meager materials we have at our disposal. Uh, don't make us look like schmucks. It's it's interesting. I realize that at the the new job, I uh, I haven't worn jeans. You son of a bitch! <laughs> it's happening. You trying to show me up? <laughs> I got I got a couple of blazers, Derek. Going to start wearing those blazers to the office. Please, no. If you want to make management a little bit jumpy, Mm -hmm. you do that every once in a while. Every three or four months, just show up in the suit. But when someone goes, ah, have an interview today in sort of an ironic way, you just respond with, no, I had a dentist appointment. (laughs) 
<laughs> and and you should actually start like dressing up for your dentist appointments. Oh so yeah. That, so that oh, it's yeah. not a lie, but it sounds like a lie. The only problem I can see, Derek, is uh-huh. that the dental hygienists are going to get pissed off because you're fucking it up for the rest of them. Showing up in a goddamn <laughs> no. suit to your dentist appointment. 